Welcome to Coconut Oil, Stardust, and Dope Vibes. I am your resident fairy godmother, Tamara Angela. Little morning tea today. Um, so last night, I was in my Bible app and... um. I'd gone in there because I, I do those plans from time to time just to, um, th- th- doing those plans in the Bible app, it kind of helps bring me back to center a bit. And so, um, cause sometimes my mind is all over the place and it, it just helps to ground me. It's one of the things that helps to ground me and center me and just focus my thoughts. So I'm reading a plan. This one is um, about rest for your soul, just like rest on a deeper level. And um, the way that the plans are structured, if you don't know, if you've never used the app, um, most of them have like a devotional, like they have there maybe like a three day plan, a five day plan. Some of them are 30 days. You can set a reminder for it to remind you every day. Um, There's a whole community on there. So you can have, you can, you know, do these, complete these plans with your friends. Or as you complete them, the people who are your friends on the app, they can see what you're reading and completing. And a lot of times that's the way that I save the plans that I want to work on. I see a friend working on something. I'm like, oh, boom, I need that too. So I saved the plan Um, and you're able to um, like highlight any verses or any ideas. And when you do that, it comes up on your feed and other people in your community can see that and you guys can have conversations. So I like the app. I've been in there for a really long time. Um, And there are some times where I go harder in there and sometimes where I'm like, I just need to kind of, you know, dip in for a second, get this word. So yesterday um, I was working on the, I was listening to um, my plan that I have that's saved. And it's about, like I said, understanding um, how to rest your soul Um, because there's, mental rest because we do mental acrobatics there's physical rest um sometimes emotionally you need rest but this is talking about like how you actually change things so your soul feels at rest and i'm like yeah i need that so um you listen to the devotional and then they always give you bible verses and i I like it because you can like press play and it'll like play the audio for you. So I just kind of lay down sometimes and just sit and listen. And yesterday's verse came from Matthew. Well, one of the verses because it gave like several verses, but this is the one that had me in the chokehold. So um, it was from Matthew 11 and um it gave verses 28 through 30. 
Now, the way that I'm wired is when I read passages, verses that strike me, I go back and I read the entire context. I go read the entire chapter. And most of the time, the chapter before that, because I want to know what it is I'm reading. I don't want to just read pieces um, and just get part of the idea. I've always wanted to know, like, what is this full thing that is happening here? How did we get to this point um, of this thing, this concept, this idea? Um, so I understand the full conversation. Well, this passage here was um, talking about rest. And one of the pieces that got me, it said the unforced rhythms of grace. And it's basically Jesus talking about like telling, you know, some disciples and and telling some of the people that are there in this space, like, look, y'all over here battling and fighting. I said, come over here with me. Because he's in, Jesus is an incarnate of God's energy. He says, come over here. Like I told you, you don't have to do all of that. You don't have to do all this battle. The rest is right here. Like if you give yourself grace and you cool out, this battle is fought. He's basically asking them to like, chill, don't, don't go do any extra because you might mess it up. So, all of a sudden, I said, you know, because these these pieces stick out. Take rest. Recover your life. Come to me and recover your life. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. I'm not going to give you any more. There's already stuff that is happening that you're enduring. You don't need extra Recover your life. Live freely. Come to me so you can live freely. There's a part in there where it says, like, take, like, come to me and give me this stuff. I said I'm right here. And so it made me think of, there's an, there's an old adage, especially in the black community that says, oh, God gives his hardest battles to the strongest soldiers so I'm like wait a minute because what I'm reading right here Jesus said look you've been out here fighting come sit down God I'm bringing God energy I'm gonna handle this have a seat so start just going back through some verses, I, I start searching because in, in the Bible app, you can do a search for like keywords and stuff. So I start doing searches. I'm like, what does God say about your battles? And all the verses I come on is like, give it here so you can rest. Give me the stress. Give me the the trouble. Give it here. Lay your weapons down. Stop. Rest. Abide in me. God is always in these passages that I found sitting here with open arms and saying, get over here. 
I'm going to put my arms of protection around you because it's crazy out there. I did not find the passage that says God gives his strongest battles to the strongest soldiers. That's nowhere in the Bible. Then I went and I just straight, I said, let me just do a Google search of that term. Like maybe even where that ideology came from. And (laughs) what popped up was that it's not even, and these are biblical scholars, you know, and theologians who basically were just like, That's not in the Bible and it's not even a biblical concept. It is something that I'm going to chalk it up to like maybe old old wives tale kind of things. I mean, I guess it kind of falls in that category, but it was something that, um, someone made up at some point to justify the stress that they were going through. It's like, well, God loves me. And if God didn't love me, God wouldn't trust me with this battle. So if God gave me this battle, it must mean that I'm strong. Even that way of thinking is not in the Bible. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. What I found were passages that said God gave us free will. God made this place, gave us God energy, and we fumbled it. We fumbled the God energy and started funneling it into our own egos and our own power trips. And God said, well, I'm not going to renege on what I said. I gave y'all this free will or whatever. Y'all talk amongst yourselves down there, do what you do. But when it gets too out of hand, I'm going to erase it like an etch-a-sketch. We're going to clear it out. Sometimes y'all get too out of hand and and I can't even go back to the factory default settings. We just going to have to clear it on out. And I'll make another because I'm God and that's what I do. And we're going to reset this until y'all get it right. And that reset has happened a couple times. I feel like we on a getting ready to be on another reset. But anyway, these passages all are God calling you back and saying, you've, look, I, I let the reins go. I put y'all out here. You, you got, you can think for yourself. You can act for yourself. I tell y'all all the time. My grandfather used to tell me you can, but should you? And that's kind of how God is. God is like, You can do all these things. Should you do it? And 
we've got free will to act and think on our own. And we're supposed to call back God's energy and, and act through that, right? And act through God's grace. But we don't all the time because we're what? We're human. We're flawed. We have free will. And there's nothing that says that if you're saved, if, like if any of these, you know, if saved, holy and sanctified, that you won't endure any stress. That's not in the Bible either at all. As a matter of fact, when you get saved, they tell you that it's a protection and a covering. It's not, <laughs> it's not a fail safe from stress. Because life, hello, on this ghetto planet, these are Buddhist principles as well that help us to understand that life has stress, it has transformation, it has changes, um, things aren't always stable, and we're going to go through things. Because that's the nature of things. Also, we're going to go through things because what? Everybody has free will and everybody doesn't choose the right thing all the time. And sometimes when you don't choose the right thing, it affects other people. So we have all of that occurring. And God knows this and says, you know what? Some of y'all, some, some of y'all folks. Cause I don't believe God claims everybody all the time. Sometimes I think God is just like, Ooh, I don't want that over there. I, I did not do like I made that, but I did not do that. That's your people. God is like your, your folks out here running amok. And I'm not going to put my hand down and stop it because I also believe God understands the concept of karma and lessons and God is not here to put us on marionette strings like like some puppets and orchestrate the world like God isn't this 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 just God isn't the whiz remember Richard Pryor's character in the whiz that's not god sitting out here orchestrating things making stuff happen just for their entertainment that's crazy i don't know what god you serve but i wouldn't like that's not <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense and so god is like I am a shelter in the storm. Like I am shelter. I am reprieve. You deserve rest. And I find that so refreshing. That biblically that's there. Says sit down. My grandmother used to tell me. And I know I repeat these things over and over. But and I, I get the I get the messages now. She used to say. Your, like your blessings aren't going to take time to hit a moving target. You've got to sit down. 
You can't ask for things and then be so busy and so blocked that you don't pay attention to receive or perceive your blessings. You can't. You've got to sit down. You've got to rest. You've got to reset. You've got to recharge. You've got to pause. You've got to, like and sitting still is doing something. I'm going to repeat that till the end of time. Sitting still is doing something. It is an action. It actually takes energy for you to sit your body still. It, that takes inertia. That takes energy to do. So I don't know. I just I read this passage and it was refreshing to see God say, sit down, like get over here and have a seat. I already know you're going through something. I'm not going to give you no extra. That wasn't me. That wasn't me loading that up on you. You know who it is, though? Sometimes it's just you on a crash course collision of free will with somebody else's free will. And sometimes all those things just come crashing down all at one time. And sometimes it is you receiving all of the result of the actions that you've already set in motion. So it's like those dominoes. You set this stuff in motion a long time ago. You're not in charge of when it comes back. You can't just be like, I did this like three years ago, but I'm so bogged down with stress right now. I like, no, I'm not going to receive the reaction and the results of some stuff I set in place three years ago because I'm too stressed right now. You don't get to do that. What you do get to do is proactively pay attention to your karmic footprint in this life. And what you put out and how you walk. So you do less receiving of the things that kick your ass. You can do that. Most of us are a victim of our own crap. (laughs) And then you want to blame it on God. God didn't do that. That was you. It was you and your poor decision making and your lack of social skills and your lack of critical thinking skills all day long. All day long. That was you. That was you picking all the wrong people in your life and then being mad at the outcome. That was you. That was you not tuning into your intuition and Choosing a life with your lights out. That was you. And sometimes I feel like God is there to guide us, but not there to just pull us out of it because it's uncomfortable. When do you learn the lesson if you just get yanked out of it because it's uncomfortable? You don't. And then what happens? You do it again. You do it again. So I I just want to, you know, I want us to 
I want us to not shun these religious texts. I don't think the way to God is by scrapping everything that's religious. I think the answer is to learn how to read and interpret for yourself, including historical context. You cannot read something like the Bible and not understand actual history. Like when I went back and read Romans and started reading Romans, I had to go back and as I'm reading the text, go start researching the the Roman times when that part was taking place in the Bible. What did life look like in Rome over there at that time? Oh, now you understand the wars that were being waged and international trade and all of those things that were happening at that time and how it plays into the decisions made in that text and the mindset of the people who lived at that time. They only had capacity for for what they knew. You can't just read that on its own and then just let somebody tell you what that is. You've got to do some research. There's history is sitting here staring at us. This is why doing things like critical race theory and stuff like that. You can't just go erase stuff. People have to know the context in which things occurred so they can get the full scope of something. So we can either not repeat it again or we can make it better. You have to understand the scope in which people were dealing with women at the time to understand why the Queen of Sheba was called the queen of Sheba one time in the Bible and why the rest of the time she's referred to as the queen of the dark place and why she's barely referred to in the Bible as it is and why she's vilified basically in Jewish text and why she is honored in Ethiopian text. Same woman shows up in all these different places looking different. Perspective and historical content. Research. We cannot continue to be so ignorant with so much information at our fingertips. We can't. It's it's killing us. It's killing us. And it looks crazy. It looks so crazy to have so much information at your fingertips and you won't tap in and use it. It looks absolutely insane. Sanity. We don't grow. We don't move. We don't transform when we operate that way. Nothing happens when we operate that way. And so I just wanted to kind of free somebody this morning. Whenever you listen to this and let you know 
that there are unforced rhythms of grace and that God wants you to come and sit in their, in their loving embrace and take rest and recover your life and live freely and relax. Set your weapons down because God's working it out for you. And God's moving things in a way that if you sit still enough, you can listen and you can perceive and you can see where those chess pieces are moving. So then you can come through, learn the lesson and make the moves indefinitely that help you to live a more enriched life.